What is up, motherfuckers? Welcome to another bonus episode of the SNM Underground Podcast. Now, this was basically cut uh, like the last bonus episode. This was cut from the next episode, which will be a review of the debut Insane Clown Posse album, Carnival of Carnage, from 1992. But we had to get into this 6ix9ine shit because he got his ass whooped and it was funny. And, uh, yeah, so... Here's a special bonus episode for you fuckheads. Be sure to rate and review the podcast. We read all the reviews, good or bad, on the episodes. So be sure to leave a review and we'll get to it. Hope you enjoy this. Eat a dick. Peace. Famcast Media. Bitch. Welcome to the S&M Podcast. Scribble and Mad Max. What? What? The name is not my bad. Keep my circle tight. Spitting up that verbal light to shed upon the vagabond who's searching for some more to life. Black. Now approaches the wandering Jew. I'm taking some bumps and lacing some blunts, and I'm just smoking this sauntering. Here we go. go. I I just do like uh, discussing this uh, this kind of shit, this uh, underground shit, this hip hop shit, this fucking industry shit. You know, like. Because, you know, there's some stuff we know about, some stuff we've lived through, and then some stuff that happens at a distance that's like, okay, well, that's interesting. Like, uh, I'm trying to think, just in, you know, because it was so, it was so, it was shocking when it happened, but, uh, you know, when Takeoff died, that was one of those things where it's like, it isn't so often anymore that somebody that famous actually gets murdered, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, when it happened to a uh, triple X Tentacion years ago, like, that was a big thing. As a matter of fact, I just seen some shit the other day that apparently Nipsey Hussle's killer got a green light from everybody. Like, every gang says, fucking, he's food. Damn. Yeah, I know, right? Like, that's fucking bad news bears. If you're a fucking crip... You know what? The- that, that's, that's weird because all I know about Nipsey is that fucking everyone like respected him you know what i mean so there could be some different shit going on behind the scenes well no that's what i'm well no bro that's what i'm saying is that the dude that killed him he's in prison and he's food for all the gangs like oh okay i I thought you were saying that he got the green light to be like no 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 Goodness okay, fucking okay. gracious. That Don't makes you more even sense. are you kidding? You trying to get me fucking shot, Scrub? Come on. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. But no, so he's apparently food to everybody. And that's yeah. what I'm saying is that like that's some wild shit. That you can do some shit to somebody that was so heavily respected that even the other side is like, nah, fuck you, bro. That was I know that wasn't my people, but still. And it's especially fucked up, because I'm pretty sure that Nipsey got killed by one of his people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, one of his old-time people with, like... It's always some bullshit. But, well, I gotta give... Uh, uh, I never met Nipsey, but my boy, my old producer, Apocalypse, uh, from the Area 51 crew, he... Um, Nipsey came to his studio a couple times, and he actually uh, did some tracks over Apocalypse's beats. And all I've heard from Apocalypse, from Dope, from that whole crew, is that Nipsey was 
one of the coolest motherfuckers ever. So like, oh, I don't sure. even understand how someone could contemplate killing a motherfucker who's doing it, well, so much good for the neighborhood. Especially when it's like, if it was somebody, I mean, bro, you seen Belly, right? Seen who? You seen Belly, the movie Belly? No. What? Hold the fuck. Wait a minute. Wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> what the fuck is You Yo, better man, stop I'm it too right preoccupied now. Watching, you ain't never seen uh, Belly Dog? With DMX <laughs> I'm and Nas? I'm, I'm, I'm on my diehard shit right now. Bro. All that shit, bro. Bro. Nah. Okay. No. So, next episode. Next episode. Scribble watches Belly and then we discuss it. Because... No, absolutely not. How have you never seen <laughs> Belly, bro? Are you kidding me? I never me? even, not only have I never seen it, I never even heard of the piece of shit. Oh, oh piece of shit. Yeah, no, you're going to watch it, <laughs> and then you're going to be like, dog, this is some of the most gangster shit of all time. Okay. Dog, I, come on. No, for real, just, you just, ain't even got I, it. I mean, I mean, you ain't even got I, it. Don't even take it from me. I guarantee that somebody you know has seen it, and they're like, I can't imagine that anybody that's seen this movie would be like, no, nah, that movie fucking sucked. I can imagine maybe, like, not liking certain parts, possibly, but, bro, it's like just... You know what the thing is, bro? You know what the thing is? Everyone hyped up, and, and, and this is no disrespect, but everyone hyped up, you know, Pac as an actor. And, and I watched a couple Pac movies, even that one with him and uh, Jim Belushi, and I thought he was the worst fucking part of the movie. Okay, well, no, so here's the thing. I gotta be honest. I was not particularly a fan of Tupac's act. I'm just gonna put that right out there. I'm not, like, I'm not exactly into it. Poetic Justice was okay. That was kind of a different story. That was a period piece. That's why I appreciate it. But at this point, like, Belly was here's the problem because I'm gonna tell you right now Nas is not a great actor definitely not DMX was okay mostly because they just said go be DMX but Nas his acting style was very wooden you could tell he was reading lines it didn't feel you know what I mean like there were certain parts where the, you could tell the, he was just riffing so it was alright but anything that was written dialogue sounded like it was written dialogue but so far, you're not convincing me. Yeah, bro, listen. <laughs> call it what you want to call it, but this is the point. I won't even... Since you don't even care about the movie, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. But this was the point that I was trying to make from earlier. When I said, you know, Belly, the, one of the things that had in the beginning of the movie, the very, very beginning of the movie, they robbed a dude in a club. There's a club scene. Nas is walking through. It's black lights. He's got white contacts in. They robbed the dudes. And then they're driving away. Then they go back to the basement. And then there's this one one dude in the crew. He's sitting there drinking a 40. And they start cracking on him. And then DMX wiles the fuck out. And like starts shooting at the ground. Like strip move. Like just you know like. And then got him sitting there naked. And then at the very end of the movie. Now remember. Nas didn't do that to him. But then at the very end of the movie. He's like after all the different crazy shit they've gone through dude walks up to him on the block just on some after years like ain't seen him in forever and then he walks up and he puts his arm over his shoulder he's like yo you remember that shit in the basement and he was like wait what and then dude gets ready to pull out and like he like you know i know you've heard about that move dude just throws his arm over your shoulder oh, it was good and then just 
fucking gun right gun under your chin. And so that's what I'm saying. Like that to me, it feels like somehow was because I don't know the full story, but this dude that killed Nipsey was somebody that knew him. And so it's like that's how somebody can kind because they're they they feel like that one dude somehow did them wrong or it's not right or it's not fair that everybody else is fooled by this guy and only he knows the truth about him and that's why he's fucking whatever. Because again, the idea of taking it to a level where you want to kill somebody. I again, I haven't like I don't know the whole story. I've never really had incentive to dive into it like that, but it's like. It is kind of crazy sometimes just thinking about it as fucking involved in street crime. The hip-hop game sometimes is. Like, yeah, they talk openly about it, but then when, like, I think YSL is the name of the crew, Young Thug and all them, then they talk all this shit about selling drugs and about all the shit they do, and then they get arrested or they get tried or whatever, and then, it, you know, it's art, basically. Yeah, there's this guy on YouTube, every year he puts together at the end of the year all the rappers that have died from gun violence or drugs, and th- these videos are like an hour long, like five second clips of different rappers who have, well, but so you've, here's... Never, you've never heard of 99.9% of these motherfuckers. Oh, well, yeah, no, that's what I was about to say, is that, yes, it is probably not that difficult to in these days, in the in this age. Because here's the funny thing where everybody raps. Everybody raps. Even people that don't really rap, probably still at this point, like... They got if, a couple songs under their belt. If you, if you like hip-hop music at all, there's like a decent chance that you've made some music at this point. It's not even... Because it's not hard to do. Getting a fucking beat together and getting a microphone, whatever, and then especially in today's fucking creative culture where you can just make a TikTok or a reel of a verse and not even have to actually spit nothing. I guarantee, I don't know the stories, but I guarantee that somebody is blown up like that at least once by now. Well, and here's here's why you don't know 99.9% of the rappers. Again, it's like you're saying. Like, well, yeah, they're uh, just they're, most, the most criteria of he rapped and got killed. It's it, 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 depending on where they lived, and I hate to say this, but it's probably true, is that if there's a dude that got killed in like a hood, and he was caught up in hood shit, it is a thousand percent possible that that dude rap, because a lot of, especially in 2023, 2022, yeah, fucking, let's just take it back, let's say like 2020, 2018, fucking. It's not hard. The last 20 years. Microphones are not expensive really now. You can get a competent microphone pretty cheap. And a computer, every most everybody has a computer to some extent. So like the idea that a lot of and I mean here I mean of course we also Well, all know the old the, the 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 bigger rappers don't get got as much because they're they have some level of success. So they can afford to live in a nicer neighborhood or yeah. have bodyguards wherever they go. Yeah. Unlike six nine. Well, but who, so I thought he had a bodyguard. So here's the thing. That's what everybody said. But what people forget is that just a few months ago, a bodyguard, a security company, sued six nine for forty thousand dollars for not paying for his bodyguards, and he couldn't pay it. So he didn't. He couldn't pay it. He didn't pay it. 
You know what I mean? So, so this idea, the 6ix9ine, he, he's on IG flaunting all this fucking money and shit, but he can't afford to pay $40,000 for his security. I mean, Get the fuck to out. me... Dude is broke. It sounds to me like, depending on... I mean, again, I with somebody like that, I would hope that he was going broke because his albums weren't aren't doing good no more. Nobody cares. And at this point... I think his reputation is, it's, it was already bad, but getting his ass kicked like he did, and I seen a more recent video of it, and anybody trying to say that it was staged, like, mm, definitely nah, not. Yeah, I saw, I died, I, earlier today, I saw, I saw nah, that was definitely, fucking they fucking, they gave him what for. They whooped his ass. Oh, yeah. But, I, here's the thing about it, quite frankly, to me, I never really necessarily had a dog in that fight because I don't really live a street life. And I've heard a couple of different, like, pretty straight-up gangster motherfuckers that have said shit like, you can't expect people that ain't living a street life to live by your street code. Like, that's not... You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that 6ix9ine was never living the street life. Well, you know what I but mean? So, so... No, I'm not sure that that's accurate, and I'll tell you why. Because, put it to you like this, the very, very, very little amount of shit that I ever got into hanging with gangsters, it was like, I knew who I was hanging out with, I knew what was going on, it was pretty clearly understood what was happening, even though, because I was never officially oh, made... Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you wouldn't understand it hanging around the motherfuckers, well, no, but this, of course well, you but would Listen, this it. is what I'm getting at. I never got either blessed in or, you know... I never did the other things, you know, and I, I was never officially part of the gang. And so, with that, I wouldn't necessarily have the same level of loyalty slash responsibility to not only the gang, but the ideal of the gang life and the street life. Because if you live that life, that's why people say if you ain't bout that life. Because if you ain't really ready to fucking follow the rules of that world, then you probably shouldn't go anywhere near it. Because, for me, that was... And this all applies to 6ix9ine, right? Oh, yeah, oh, a thousand percent. Well, because, listen, here's the thing. I'll tell you right now. I don't know for sure. I'm not sure. But some people that I know that I used to rock with back in New Jersey, because, again, I was hanging with some cats that were... um, Well, so this is the weird part about it. Most of the kids that I knew were uh, GKB, which it was GKB back then. I'm pretty sure they go by G-Shine now. And there was that, and then there was another crew. Uh, uh, there was a couple of other dudes. One guy was Double I. That's a crew that came from California. And so I wonder how he's doing, man. I got a interesting story about him, but that's a whole other... We may have... That's a whole other episode. Fucking... There was another dude who was part of 9-3, if I recall correctly. And that was, it was, they were called NTG at one point, and then they were 9-3, and if I recall correctly, 9-3 eventually evolved into 9 And so, my whole deal is this. If you are gonna roll with, like, bro, I saw a video, no bullshit, of 6ix9ine in the studio, spitting a track, I assume it was on one of his albums, but... He was saying some shit where he was basically doing a call-up to Snoop Dogg's, uh... Yeah, down the left side. Yeah, that's the Crip side. And he was spitting some shit talking about hanging off the right side. Yeah, that's the blood side. 
like he was definitely spitting blood shit and he was definitely repping as do fucking you know, blood do you know the 6ix9ine backstory the I, true 6ix9ine backstory well so listen I know that he was rocking with uh, Zillakami and Sasmula for a bit City Morgue um yeah. I know that he was like before all that I know about Daniel Hernandez, you know, getting in trouble with the law. I do know about that whole situation, which it's questionable, but people try to make it seem like he was a pedophile or a rapist, and I don't think that was really the case. I mean, that's all. That's all. If you ever fucking been to the hood, that's hood girl shit. You know what I mean? That whole story is just some hood shit. Yeah. No, for sure. it's a lot more common than people think. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, But no, but but to that end. Here's what. No, go, all right, you know on, what? Go get, ahead, because it sounds like you could probably educate me on this a bit. Let me get to this. Daniel Hernandez is a regular-ass kid. He was never in any gang. He was never gang-affiliated. He had not, He never hung out with gang dudes. None of that. I'm not saying he had a perfect life. He lived in the hood in Brooklyn and da-da-da-da. But he didn't get involved in none of that shit. Now, when he started making music... He was still on his, pretty much the same shit that we all know 6ix9ine for. The crazy, super villain, crazy looking, multicolored hair, before all the gang shit. Uh, he started doing music. He started dropping these crazy music videos where he's hanging off rafters and he's doing crazy shit. Oh, yeah, no, bro. I remember um, those. I, I definitely saw him popping up right as he started. So, so he, before... He didn't blow until he dropped the song Gummo. And before he dropped the song Gummo, he went and fucking paid a bunch of bloods. And that's when he got into the whole blood shit. You know what I mean? Because he felt like he needed that one thing to elevate him to get him to the next level. When people, people don't realize, hold on real quick. People don't realize that he was popping in the underground. He, he toured Europe. Because he already had a name before he ever released an album, just off his crazy music videos, before he was flashing any gang signs, doing any of that shit. But he felt that he couldn't get to the next level in today's hip-hop bullshit mainstream game without some gang affiliation. That's where the whole shit came into. And this is my problem with that whole thing, is that if you, are you kidding me? Don't sell your soul to the devil if you're scared of fire. If you don't want, this is exactly, it plays into exactly what I said before. If you don't want to have to live that life, then don't fucking make that deal. Do not go in, because this is what it comes down to. The funny thing is, I would be surprised the dudes that jumped in probably weren't even fucking blood. They might not have even been gang affiliated. Like... Yeah, they just look like some regular ass well, dudes. Well, no, and, and again, they fucking took credit. They put, po- like, people have posted videos. Like, this is definitely, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, like this was definitely some shit, but it wasn't even the people. Like, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that if there is anybody out there, and I imagine there's at least a couple of them, if there is anybody out there that actually wants 6ix9ine dead... They're just waiting for him to not be famous no more. That's all they're doing. They just don't want to have to worry about an actual investigation. And quite frankly, somebody like that, they fucking, you know, they'll fall off the planet fucking after long enough. The Island Boys, nobody fucking cares what they are anymore. But like... Now, now, now check this out real quick. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen any video of this. I just see there's talk on the internet about this. 
that there's some security camera and you can see 6ix9ine pulling up to the gym before everything happened when he pulls up. And he's driving like a Honda Civic. What do you think of that? I mean, that's definitely possible, but I will also <laughs> say there was, I saw a picture of a car that looked like it had a bunch of paint splashes on it. And so like, okay. if he rolled up in that car, but then the, the nice car was still there, then I mean, yeah, that would be that would be that would line up with six nine and be real dumb to fucking drive that thing around where the, the famous six nine car. Yeah, no, true indeed. But and you know what? Uh, I, I can believe he did that too. <laughs> oh no! So can I, I mean, listen, bro. This is my whole thing. I've seen a lot of people that are basically happy that this dude got his ass kicked. And the funny thing about that to me at this point is that most of the people that are like championing him getting fucked up. They're not career criminals. They're not in the fucking drug game. They're not in the gang life. They just heard that rappers aren't supposed to snitch. And this dude did. And he fucking laughed about it. And he deserves to get his ass kicked. And to me, I just... It really smacks of inauthenticity with so many people. Like, I seen it. And it's like, okay, good. I think that it's good that somebody gets their comeuppance. And he got back up and walked out of that bathroom. So it means that he got his ass kicked, but he did not get fucking savaged. He didn't get beaten so yeah. badly that he had things broken. And they, they, they had their fucking fit. Fa- they could have done whatever they wanted to that man. Wait, you seen the video? They were on top of his ass. They could have done anything to him. And you know, I want to know. I want to know before that. I want to know right when that fight started. Did the motherfucker even try? Okay. Because all I can see is this motherfucker on the floor, so that's when the video starts. But I want to know if this motherfucker even threw a punch. I would assume that he at least made some kind of honest effort to begin with. But what I will also say is that he got, he must have got very comfortable in recent months that he just figured, oh, I'm just going to the gym. He's probably going to the gym a thousand times. Nobody messes with him. Nothing happens. Nobody cares. But then this one time, some people happened to see him and they were like, yo, fuck it. Let's go do some shit. And then they went and did it. Like, I really, at this point, am shocked that it took this long to happen. Yeah, that it took so long, yeah. But again, this is the fucked up part about it. How is it that the people that end up jumping this dude, I can, I literally, I haven't looked that deeply into it, and if I am wrong, then I apologize and I retract. But I am almost sure that none of those dudes are fucking blood affiliate. So isn't it odd that the people that are involved are clearly either biting because I mean as much money and bullshit got tied up with all that shit and fucking people's lives and doing time somebody that actually wants him dead that would be my guess but it's a it's a very high-end area that he was in that part of South Florida is a very high-end gated almost gated community so it's pretty crazy that that I mean, you can see the video, the, the, the one guy who looks like he's a member of the gym lets the other dude in, the dude with the big beard who's fucking on top of 6ix9ine. And they just oh, roll let, Oh, boy. Let me tell you right now. If anybody that worked for fucking Planet Fitness was in... Oh, they're getting sued, bro. Oh, 6ix9ine's suing their asses. Shit. He, he, the he fucking, better. Oh, my God. 
if the guy that fucking <laughs> let somebody let an attacker into the bathroom and then be like, oh yeah, they I knew what they were gonna do. Like, oh boy, that's Well, even if even if they didn't even if they didn't know, they didn't see the motherfucker. They weren't paying attention to a dude who just walked the fuck in and went and assaulted someone oh, well, so, who has a membership. You know, that's, actually, that's all it takes to get your ass sued. That's actually a good point. I would think that I, for whatever reason in my head, I assumed that everybody there was a member. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't really, all I know about the situation technically is that 6ix9ine got his ass kicked, but I didn't like, I didn't look uh, that That's deep. all that matters at the end I of the day. I didn't look that deep into the rest of it. It's like fucking, who gives a <laughs> shit? Listen, again, to and, me, and listen, I'm not, I, I got a diss track on 6ix9ine. That was purely a clout situation. Oh, okay. Uh, I, it was fun. Uh, but no, I like I, I when, when 6ix9ine came out, bro, I liked his music. I thought it was fucking hype. I thought it was raw no, and energetic. Same. I didn't think he was oh, spitting oh, any same. bars or anything. Oh, no, but. listen. The first couple videos he did, Gummo and Kuda, I thought were, yeah. like, wild. I thought they hype. were, I like, they, they, I remember specifically being like, oh, this dude is from New York. That's dope. Like, fucking, you know, like, got people fucking, you know, doing videos, like, like dancing all crazy and shit in the street. And fucking in the one video riding down the fucking uh I think I can't and he remember. Just which... looked, he, 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 he looked crazy as fuck too, you know what I mean? He he was like a, a, a cracked out Jeff Hardy. It was definitely something in that direction. But so here's the funny thing. <laughs> it, it had a it had it had a new metal element because because of the screaming and he would always talk about like loving like uh, metal I, bands and shit. I mean maybe like I guess that's kind Don't maybe of... me motherfucker, I'm telling you what I heard in it, bitch. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Hey, look, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just saying I think it's a reach calling it new metal. I'm th- Okay, just because somebody screams in something, that don't make it new metal. I didn't say it was new. See, you don't listen, Max. I didn't say it was new metal. It's, I no, said it I had know, a new it, metal it, element. I, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I think that that's like, that's a reach. But in any case, I see, my thing is this. I remember fucking Helsing Station with... 6ix9ine, Zillikami, and I believe, I think it was Sasmula too, I maybe somebody else, but like, that was back in the days of like, because you don't see this as much now, but a lot of that shit was like, a lot of the like, 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 like psycho trap dudes, that's what I always called it, a lot of psycho trap dudes were like anime influenced, like real heavy, like, you don't see as much of that now. It's still like around, but anime is a little bit more ubiquitous now. As and, opposed- they, and they were all, and they're all into new metal. If you look it up, bro. Oh well, no, no. See, here's the thing. I don't. Not only do I not disagree with that, bro. I remember when I went and saw City Morgue in Worcester at the Palladium Outdoors. They did fucking wait and bleed in the middle of their set. So yeah, no, I know that they are heavily new metal influenced. I just. I was saying I don't know that if in 6ix9ine's case cause like I mean with City Morgue it's like Jesus fucking Christ it's super obvious with 6ix9ine well, I mean, it was City, like City, if, it, if it's obvious in City Morgue and City Morgue were writing a bunch of 6ix9ine shit then it would be obvious in 6ix9ine shit well City Morgue shit was like again there was more like it feels like more metal influence to it I don't really remember hearing any like maybe in his early shit because again, I don't know. Anyway, any we, of that. we we could we could get off this. We got we're getting stuck on this. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, but anyway, fucking at this point again with six nine, my main 
takeaway from the whole situation is do not get in too deep with gangsters if you're not ready to do gangster shit when it's time to do gangster shit. He spent like all this time talking about how gritty he was and how much he was about to fucking bout that life and down to fucking do whatever. And then when shit hit the fucking fan, he was like, oh, I didn't realize that going to prison is doing gangster shit. I thought I wanted to do the gangster shit where I get lots of money and bitches. I didn't want to go to jail. So yep. fuck, what do I got to do to not do that? Oh, I got to fucking tell them who I was with, who gave me the money, and who was probably out, out committing crimes around me. Now, so here's the tricky part. Because this is definitely where the street game gets a little bit convoluted. Apparently, these guys, to some extent, if I read correctly, were, like, extorting the fuck out of him. And, like... They were like, yes, but what the fuck do you want when you get involved with gangsters? Well, yeah, no, I mean, see, some gangster shit is gonna happen. No, you're absolutely right. That's all I'm saying is that, but 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 see, that's that's what people use to justify 6ix9ine, and it's like, yes, but let's go back to the point of what I just said is that he got himself involved in all this shit. Well, yeah, no, that was the first thing that I had to say because, look, first of all, let's just be clear here, it is a little bit fucked up to go into a situation, make somebody a ton of money, and then they thank you by basically, like, fucking you up. Like, they, you know, gangsta shit or not, that's like, if you're trying to rock with somebody, it's like, oh, we're gonna make money. It, on, on the streets, bro, you're, you're raised to smell the a motherfucker who's weaker than you. And well, if, and that's if you fair. get the wrong, if you get the wrong motherfucker around you, I don't give a fuck how much money you're giving him and all this and that. He can test you, and he knows you are a bitch in real life, not behind the uh, on the music video. Right? You know no, what I mean? No, true like, indeed. So. No, and you want to know what? No, see, true indeed. And I got to tell you, that is definitely like, you know, get, you know, certain gangsters, certain situations. It's like. Sometimes you just, like, it was like what Necro said in his interview on No Jumper. Like, you gotta be able to recognize when you ain't the toughest man in the room. Or the most gangster man in the room. Like, you gotta know when that's happening. And even Necro, fucking Necro, was like, you know, most of the time it's me. But sometimes it's not. And you gotta know when you're not. And like, that, yeah, that's an extremely important thing. Which is also, again, why I say... You don't get involved with gangsters if you ain't ready to do gangster shit. The little tiny bit of experience that I ever had with any of that shit got me to a point where once my parents realized what was going on and yanked me way the fuck out of it and then sent me to school in Colorado, fucking, I learned pretty quick, like, you don't get caught up in shit without there being like serious consequences See, and over you, time. you you had a you had a good you had a moment where you're like okay i get it like i'm not ready for this i don't want that oh Fuck yeah that apparently six nine never had that moment yeah so now he's getting that moment well but so here's the problem technically speaking he had one but it took a long time for it to get him and it wasn't the people that he crossed as far as i know maybe i'm wrong about that part but it doesn't look like the guys that caught him were the people that are fucking that you know. Are you to... talking about? Are you talking about when he got pistol whipped and all that? No, I'm talking about six nine and his most recent shit. I actually didn't hear. I don't. I mean, 
That I assume is something well, because, that happens. because every everything before the snitching is questionable. So you don't know what the fuck is real oh, and yeah, what the fuck sure. isn't real. Oh yeah. Before before the snitching. And so see that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I look at it where the few people that I know that are like like real gangsters, they are people that like you know that that's what's going on. And you know that at a certain level, sometimes these things are just gonna fucking happen. When you live a life like that, sometimes shit just happens out of nowhere. And you didn't expect that it was yep. gonna happen that way, but here we are. And like, bro, look, I'll tell you a fucking story. I, uh, I, I talked about it a couple of times, I'm trying to write a fucking book and I put it in there, but so, I maybe I've even told this story, so stop me if I have. But so I was hanging with all these dudes again. There's you know a bunch of fucking bloods that I would hang with after uh, school in high school, and we would you know fucking smoke weed, listen to rap, shit like that. And for whatever reason, we ended up back at my house one day. Usually we didn't, but this time we did. And is this where the dude pulled the knife on you? Correct. Yeah, I don't know. Did we tell it on the podcast or was that? You know, a, I'm not call? sure. But the long, I well, so first of all, the long and short of it was, they started fucking with me like they were gonna rob me, and then the one dude put his put the fucking one of a steak knife from my house, took it out of the fucking drawer or whatever, put it up to my neck, and like really put it up to my neck, like not enough that it cut me because he wasn't stupid, he didn't want to fucking, you know, if I have a fucking bloody cut on the side of my neck, people are gonna ask questions, but, like. And the funny part about this, because, like, again, he's holding the fucking knife to my neck. And we were cool after that. We hung out after that. And I didn't feel weird about being around him. Because it was just one of these weird moments where this guy had the presence of mind to be like, I don't think this kid actually knows what's going on here. Like, I don't think he understands that, like, we are, like, we're gangbangers, man. Like, we, we put in fucking work out here. And so, like, I, again, as fucked up as the situation was, and even many others in different other situations, I, like, I'm glad that it happened that way because I know if you're around gangsters that are for real fucking gangsters, like, you better fucking act like you've been there before because, like, there's a a book called, the, I think it's the 48 Rules of Power, or I can't remember exactly what the number is, but one of them is know who you're dealing with. Be careful not to offend the wrong person. Like, that's some real shit right there. Like, there are some people where if you just, if you get on the wrong side of them, they'll just be like, fuck you forever. And that is bad news depending on what it is you're trying to do.